It's the boy, Bubba, let's come in through Ella Clutch, flawless, can't be touched It's your boy, Bubba, let's Yeah, I need that hot take I need the truth and everything that is not fake So tell me who's the GOAT, I'll tell you who's not great And which team always make you go right way Yeah What's up, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another edition of the Bubblehead Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Bubblehead, and this is episode 124, where we're going to talk about my direct response to Rex Ryan and his comments that he made about Mark Cooper earlier today on ESPN. Now, this is not going to be a shot at Rex Ryan at all. This is not going to be me disrespecting Rex Ryan. This is actually going to be me... You know, giving my opinion on what he was trying to say, what came out, and we'll go more into details of what actually he did say, um, and and how I feel it should have been taken care of, because he did have another response to that from the, cri- the criticism and all the controversy that came after that, because it was very obvious and, and immediate to how the audience reacted to it, not just Cowboys fans, but just people in general talking about how ESPN... Fox Sports 1 has changed, and the whole, the whole like, clickbait, the whole trying to grab viewers as much as possible with the, the toxic headlines and the, and the hot takes that just don't make sense and have no purpose to them and no back, background to them with facts. So, let's just first talk about what Rex Ryan said. He said that... Amari Cooper is one of the most disappointing receivers and players in the NFL. I'm not going to agree with that. We'll save that for, for in a moment. Then he said that the man, is, he doesn't perform well on the road. He doesn't perform well against lockdown corners. He doesn't perform just in general. And that he is a turd. That's where a lot of people went ballistic with it i mean they just went off on him and by no means should a respected guy respected coach and member of the nfl should ever say that let alone on national television now i'm not a huge fan of rex ryan as a coach he was good not great he had his moments with the new york jets he had a bad stint with the buffalo bills And he found himself at ESPN, where he's been there for a couple years now. And even then, as an analyst, I'm not a huge fan of him. That's that's as far as I'm going to go, because I just, I don't necessarily like his takes. And I can say that about a lot of people on ESPN. There's a lot of people that I don't necessarily agree with, because they just go for the the hot take. They go for the the clickbait type of of response. And I feel like Rex, Rex Ryan is... Is really an embodiment of that, or he's a part of it. Um, so for him to say that he's the most disappoint, one of the most disappointing players in the NFL, that's ridiculous. That that's not true. With the season that he had last year, barring all the injuries, Amari Cooper was a an efficient wide receiver for the Dallas Cowboys. There was a lot of factors that went into him not performing at the highest level. His foot injuries, his knee injuries, hamstring. All these things happened at once, and he was locked down for a lot of the season. He was—he can't be the number one guy when he literally could barely walk. 
And that's no excuse for him not putting up better numbers. That was just one of the factors. One of the other factors is that they didn't know how to use him. Jason Garrett and Kellen Moore just did not know how to use him. It was a very flat offense. And there, there was glimpses of that. The New York Giants game where the relationship that Dak Prescott and, and Mark Cooper had was phenomenal to watch. You know, their chemistry and their timing was perfect that day. And in other games, it seemed like he was uh, basically a liability on the field. He had his moments. But there's a lot of potential and a lot of upside to Mark Cooper. Here's what I'm going to say. Rex Ryan was correct in his response to the controversy. What he said in the second time on national television, later on that day, which was later on today, was he said that the Cowboys overpaid for him. The Cowboys, you know, basically kind of gave too much for Amari Cooper. And that he hasn't performed well on the road. He hasn't performed well against really good corners. In most of that conversation that he had the second time, I agree with that. I When the Cowboys re-signed Amari Cooper, I, you, you can go back to one of these episodes. It was the first Cowboys roundup, which was from like two weeks ago. The first Cowboys Roundup episode that I made, I said, I'm not a big fan of the Amari Cooper deal. Now, I love Amari Cooper as a as a person. That man is dedicated to being a Cowboy, and the fact that he took less money from the Washington Redskins, like $20 million more million he would have made if he went to the Washington Redskins, he took that pay cut to stay in Dallas because he believes in the system, he believes in the team, and he wants to be a Dallas Cowboy. You don't find those at all anymore in the league. That's a rare occasion to where guys will take less money because they want to be a part of a team and they want to build something special in that one specific city. You know, we talked about Tom Brady and Philip Rivers, even Jason Wynn, that these guys stayed for their teams and took pay cuts every single year because of the fact that they want to stay with that team. They wanted to build something great. Mark Cooper is doing that same thing. So the... The whole idea of him taking less money, even though he, he deserved that big money because he's a big-time receiver, all credit to him. And he's a professional guy. He's a respected guy. A tremendous player with a lot of talent. And so, yes, in all fairness, the Cowboys should have signed him, re-signed him. I think it's a good move for the Cowboys. Did they overpay for him? I think so. I don't necessarily have a problem with the money. I have a problem with the amount of years that they gave to him. Five years. That's a lot of of investment in one player who has had a lot of problems with injuries. Let alone his entire career. But just last season, we just talked about it. Foot injuries, knee injuries, hamstring. It, it really limited what Amari Cooper could do last season. And it took him a long time. He was never 100% throughout the whole season. And it, even if the, the Cowboys made the playoffs, I really don't think he would have been that productive. Because at that point, you're facing against better defenses, especially in the NFC. And it would have benefited Michael Gallup and Randall Cobb. But all in all reality, people are going to focus on the number one receiver, which is Amari Cooper. And if he doesn't put up the numbers... And a lot of people are going to disagree with this. And I think that's where Rex Ryan is coming from. He's, he's saying that, look, with the amount of talent that this man has, it, it doesn't correlate to the stats. 
and he never mentioned the injuries, which was a big thing for me, which was confusing, because that's my biggest concern about Amari Cooper. And you can also talk about the, the drops that he has. He's always had that problem ever since he got into the league with the Raiders, and then when he came with the Cowboys. The Cowboys led the league in drops last season. That is a huge issue for the Dallas Cowboys, and Amari Cooper is a part of that problem. Not going to lie, but Amari Cooper could be a lot better than he is. And I feel like that's where Rex Ryan should have ended it. Like, he should have just stopped right there and and been like, okay, I, I made my argument. But he went left field with it. He doesn't perform well on the road. I agree with that. I agree with that. His numbers, and it is proven that his numbers on the road compared to home are nine day. So I agree with that. He doesn't perform well against lockdown receivers. Well, when you're in a lockdown uh, lockdown corner, you're going to go and get the number one guy. So you can make the case for a lot of these guys around the league to where they don't perform well against good corners, really good corners. That's just more credit to the corners. And a lot of the time, the number one receiver is going to be double teamed. He's going to get a lot more attention. So to say that he doesn't perform well against really great corners, he ain't the only one. Re- really, that, that's what that's what puts... That's what puts Julio Jones, Michael uh, Michael Thomas, DeAndre Hopkins, Antonio Brown. Like that's what put those guys on a whole nother pedestal. Those those guys are the best in the league. I am not. No one's ever said that Amari Cooper is the best wide receiver in the league. And people that do say that, I don't necessarily agree with. I see where you're going with that, with the amount of talent and potential that Amari Cooper has but it hasn't prospered onto the field. So I can't put Amari Cooper in that same tier as Jones, Thomas, and Hopkins. He has the potential to do it, but he just hasn't proven it yet. But they are the exception. Like those guys, Jones, Thomas, all those names that I'm I'm naming, those are the exceptions. Those guys, no matter who they face, they are going to perform well. Everything else after that, it's hard to find a really good receiver in the league. Look at teams around the league that desperately need a receiver. And they needed it last season. Let's just say the New England Patriots. How much better would the Patriots have been and how different the season would have gone and the, the attitude of Tom Brady if he had receivers, if he would have had a Julio Jones, if he would have had a Michael Thomas. He hasn't had that really since Gronk, and even then, you can't even say he has a, a top-end weapon other than Gronk besides Randy Moss, besides Julian Edelman, but I wouldn't consider him top tier. So the Patriots desperately needed a receiver. Say, like, the Carolina Panthers. Like, they need they have good receivers, but they don't have a top guy. Um... The Eagles, like, no Cowboys biased here, but the, if the Eagles would have had one really amazing receiver, they have good receivers. Nelson Aguilar, I, I don't want to say great. Uh, that's that's a little overreactive. Those, those guys could be good, but they're they're just not all there yet. Nelson Aguilar, um, Deshaun Jackson, they had um, uh, Jeremy Macklin. Like, those guys, those are great receivers, but they're not great receivers or phenomenal, like, top-end guys. Um, and, but just last season, like, the, the Eagles could have been a lot better if they would have had a number one weapon. 
Neil Zacherts is really good, but they need a, a receiver to go anywhere on the field. So it's hard to come by with great receivers. And the Cowboys, they've desperately needed it as well. Like They have great potential with Michael Gallup, with uh, Cedric Wilson, Devin Smith. These guys could be something, but they're not going to be Julio Jones. They're not going to be Michael Thomas. The closest thing they have to that is Amari Cooper. So you got to pay. You got to pay the guy. You have to. And our, our conversations about overpaying for quarterbacks, running backs, it transfers over to wide receivers as well. You're going to have to overpay. We're reaching, we're in a, a weird, awkward stage to where you have to overpay for everything because that's where the market's going with the CBA and just more focus on guaranteed money in the NFL. All these other sports are focusing on it. It's about time the NFL does as well, especially for a hard-hitting sport like the NFL, like football. Did the Cowboys overpay for Amari Cooper? I think they they overpaid in the sense of years. Five years for a guy that has a lot of injuries and and got really more of a hometown discount in a sense um, because he wanted to stay with the Cowboys and he's loyal to the team. He got five years. He got $100 million. A lot, More than half of that's guaranteed. $60 million is guaranteed, I think. So the, the problem that Rex Ryan made was... He called him the most disappointing, one of the most disappointing players in the league, which is not true. You know, I, I can name 10 guys in the league that are more disappointing as a player in the NFL than Amari Cooper. And a lot of those are receivers. Um, what he said about being on the road, what he said about uh, not performing well against great receivers or great corners, I can give you that. But calling him a turd. Like, I bash on Cam Newton. I bash on Jameis Winston all the time. But I don't call them shit. I don't call them turds. Like, if I ever get to to ESPN or Fox Sports 1, if I ever get to that, I am never saying shit or turd on national television. I'm going to be professional about it. And if I make a statement about Amari Cooper being overpaid, I'm going to back that up with with not playing well on the road, the injuries, the drops. I'm going to back that up. And I, I just back that up with three statements, with three facts. If Rex Ryan would have just been like, look, Cowboys overpaid for him, which he made in the second time around. And he said, the second time around too, it was horrible, which we'll all get into. They overpaid for him. They, they gave him too many years because of the injuries, because he doesn't perform well on the road, and the drops are a big problem. But the Cowboys need a, a, a receiver, so that's why they did it. If he would have ended it right there, that's a good take. That's a hot take, an unpopular take, but a lot of people would have been like, I get that. Cowboys fans would have been pissed, and some other fans would have been like, you're crazy. But I think, like, even me, I consider myself a, a more intellectual football fan and as a Cowboys fan I agree with that because I've made those statements before and I, I'm not I'm not Joe Clatt I'm not Colin Cowherd I'm not these big names but I feel like I have good opinions and I, I have a good reason for it and I, I, multiple people have said you, you back it up you make good statements 
I'm not here to toot my own horn, but I mean, if you're listening to this, then you're probably consistently listening or watching me because I make good points. And, and plus, you're my friend, so thank you. So if Rex Ryan would have ended there, I would have been like, oh, okay. I mean, I don't watch ESPN, but if I saw it on my timeline, I would have been like, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Like it. Retweet it. Quote it. I would have been like, yeah, it makes a good point. I'm, I made the statement before. But he goes beyond that. And this is where Rex Ryan is not a good analyst for me. First time he called him a turd. The second time, he made those statements. He said he overpaid because he doesn't do well on the road, because he, he doesn't do good in, against good corners. And then he says, I'm sorry. Well, now you just kicked him when he's down. And then you said you're sorry. I think I think he's sorry for the way he phrased it and sorry that he said it in that way. But, I mean, it. the whole reason why you say you're sorry is because you got caught because so many people backlashed against it. And really, we got to put blame on ESPN too. We got to put blame on, on the fact that not only the small, the, the micro problem that we have here is that they exploited that. They advertised that on their timeline, on, on their social medias. They they just put in, in quotes like, he is a he's a turd, Rex Ryan. This is what he said on Get Up earlier this morning. Like, I mean, no one, I, I don't know what the rest of the video looked like. But if someone would have been like, whoa, like that's, that's way too far. No one said that. Or at least no one on social media, no one from ESPN or from GetUp made that apparent, made that clear. They just put that video up because they wanted views, they wanted retweets, they wanted likes. And then when someone said that is wrong, next person said that was wrong, and then it keeps going from there. And that's when ESPN was like, oh man, we, we, we screwed up here. That's when Rex Ryan said, oh, I screwed up here. And for them to put him on SportsCenter again and say, look, we need you to apologize. Just say you're, you're, you're wrong. Just say it was the wrong way to go about it. Don't try to back it up and say, well, this is the reason why I said it. I should just shouldn't have said it that way. No, just say you're sorry. Just, just let it go. Like, like say I'm sorry for what I said. I didn't mean it in that way. Amari Cooper is a great player, a great person. I had my opinion, but I just went about it the wrong way. Don't try to back it up with the facts now. Don't say, oh, well, the Cowboys did overpay for him, though. Dude, it is not the time for this. Not the time. And that's the micro issue I have with ESPN and Rex Ryan. The, the macro problem that I have with it is the fact that this is what ESPN and Fox are doing now. They're they're TMZ. They want to go for the headline. They want to go for the big thing. They want they want the wow factor. I can give you wow factor statements and opinions without trying to get myself off of national television. I'm never going to say turd. And this this is the problem is that Another example of this that just happened, and I just saw it on my timeline, a lot of Cowboys fans, a lot of NFL fans don't agree with this, is Nick Wright, who I was a fan of for the longest time, because I actually agree with a lot of what he said, and he backed it up. He was talking to Colin Cowherd about the best possible landing spot for Jameis Winston. 
And the first one that came up was Pittsburgh. And I was like, I guess. I'm not a huge fan of Jameis Winston now. I wouldn't call him a turd. But Jameis Winston is just not a starting quarterback for me. But if I were to name some teams, I'd say right now, you know, like the Chargers could probably use him. You know, it kind of fits the same way that Philip Rivers played. Like there's a lot of turnovers on, on, the, on the plate. But if it works out, he's a good solid quarterback. I've just seen enough about Jameis Winston to not believe he's a starting quarterback. The interceptions are a huge problem. And I don't think it's worth the upside because I don't think mentally and and even physically, like physically, Jameis Winston is not in shape. You know, there's all those memes of him having like a beer gut and all that beer belly. And he's probably bulked up a little bit. He's probably been a little bit more fit lately. Um, I just think physically and mentally, he's not all there to be a franchise guy, especially six years into the league now. I don't think it's worth it, especially the big bucks, because someone's going to have to pay him at least 25 million or 30 million a year. That's what he's going to ask for. And by no means he deserves that. I don't care how many yards you've thrown. I don't care how many touchdowns you've thrown. You threw over 30 interceptions last year. There's no reason for that. And LASIK eye surgeries won't change that. It's all mental. It's all decision-making. And yes, you can see clear on the field. Now you can see what uniform you're throwing to, but you're still deci- like deciding, is this a good throw or not? And really, a lot of time, he, he doesn't. He doesn't make the right move. So all in all, I don't agree with any spot that Jameis Winston goes to because I don't think he should be a starter. So Nick Wright said he should go to the Steelers. You know, ben, Big Ben's getting old. I agree with 100%. He can go with a younger quarterback. You can say that Big Ben takes a lot of chances. Jameis Winston makes a, or takes a lot of chances. It's better than Mason Rudolph. And in all reality, from what I saw, Mason, I'm a huge believer in Mason Rudolph. A little bit disappointing last season, but it wasn't the best season for the Steelers in general. I'd say you give Mason Rudolph another season, give it in there a shot. So Pittsburgh for Jameis, okay. That's not... That's not, for me, like, oh, my God, that's a horrible take. That makes sense. Then he said, even though they already have their guy, it's the way they're handling that guy, he should be a great backup for the Dallas Cowboys. You lost me. First of all, Jameis Winston does not want to be a backup quarterback. So for him to even consider being a backup to to Dak Prescott is ridiculous. He wants to be the starter somewhere. And someone will probably give him a starting job. Like, like Nick Foles is still a starting quarterback. Like, he's won a Super Bowl. I'm tired of hearing he has Super Bowls. He's won a Super Bowl. The Eli Manning thing is driving me crazy. Um, Like, Blake Bortles is in the league. How does that make sense, right? And Blake Bortles was a starter for the Jaguars for what? Over six or seven seasons? I can't remember. So Jameis Winston is going to be a starter somewhere, eventually. Shit, like, it could be anywhere. If Mitch, Cabri- Mitch Trubisky can be a starter, Jameis Winston can be a starter. Um, What else? What's, what's the other argument here? They have Dak Prescott. And the argument that Nick Wright was making was the fact that he said, look, the Cowboys have come out and said, Dak Prescott is our guy. Dak Prescott is our franchise quarterback for the last two seasons. But they haven't gotten the contract done because Dak wants more money. Dak and his agent 
want to make more money. And don't quote me on this, but I think he made an argument that Jameis Winston's agent is also Dak Prescott's agent. And plus, Jameis Winston can learn a lot uh, behind Mike McCarthy. Okay, whatever. He's seven years in the league. He had Bruce Arians. I would prefer Bruce Arians. Um, and so he, he made the sense of like, well, Dak Prescott wants more money and the Cowboys aren't going to give that to him. And it's just a, a back and forth battle. He said the Cowboys offered him $110 million. They offered Jared Goff $108 million. I, I, if I'm Dak, I'm asking for way more than $110 million guaranteed. You're, you're, you're thinking that I'm only $2 million better than Jared Goff. Jared Goff, people are calling him a bust right now. People will bash on Dak Prescott, but by no means is he a bust at this point of his career. He had an MVP type of year last season. It was just Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson. These guys were just on another level. Dak Prescott is above average. Jared Goff right now is below average. So the difference between below and average above right now for the Cowboys is $2 million. If I'm Dak, I'm like, no, absolutely not. And really the biggest argument that they're having is years. You know, Dak wants three, Cowboys want four. It's one year. Uh, I think it's stupid, but uh, I'm not the one deciding. I, I think Jerry's just a bad owner, in my opinion. And, and so you can take the money, you can take the years. Like, that's the biggest issue it's not because they don't trust each other. It's not because Dak Prescott doesn't want to be a Cowboy. He grew up being a Cowboys fan. When he got drafted, he, he constantly said, I wanted to be a Cowboy my entire life. So that's not the issue here. It's just he's playing the market. His agent's playing the market. That's a fair thing to do. A lot of people are just like, he doesn't deserve that much money. No one deserves that much money. Do you think Ryan Tannehill deserves $30 million a year? Absolutely not. But they're going to give it to him anyways because that's just the market. It's broken. We say that constantly on this podcast. It is broken. So so stop fighting that Dak Prescott is worth this much money. No one's worth that much money unless you're Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson. You're No one's worth it. Because if we all base it on who is the best in the league, that's who deserves the most money in the league. That has not been the case whatsoever. Even with running backs. Todd Gurley, Melvin Gordon, uh, Avion Bell. Like, these guys have not performed at the high level of their contracts. Quarterbacks, Carson Wentz, Jared Goff, Kirk Cousins, none of these guys have performed at the high level of their contracts. Dak Prescott will not play to that ability as well. But guess what? He ain't the only one. So, all the the argument that Nick Wright's making here, because when I heard James Winston, I was already tuned out, but when he was making those points of like, well, since Dak Prescott doesn't want to sign the contract or the Cowboys want to give him more money. Maybe Jay, get the fuck out of here. I'm sorry, but come on, dude. That's horrible. That is absolutely atrocious. But we all know that the the reason why he's making that point is to get views, is to get the attention. It is not to make a valid point. It's not to make sports fans smarter and to give them a different way of thinking and say that's a different perspective that i haven't heard but he makes a valid point i may not agree with it but he makes a valid point none of those points were valid rex ryan's points were valid he just worded it terribly this is what's wrong with the 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 whole what's the the word I, i mean the whole field of of sports journalism in in that high level 
ESPN, Fox, they have just gone to what's going to get us views, what's going to get us clicks, what's going to get us attention. So we can, so they don't focus on Fox Sports, they focus on ESPN and vice versa. I am here right now making a podcast off of facts, off of opinions that are valid and backed up with facts, backed up with a lot of, of thinking and a lot of perspective differences. You know, I've taken other people's opinions. I've taken other people's uh, perspectives. And I said, well, that's a good point. I will mention that, but this is what I think. This is a, a speech and debate type of thing. I, I, I look at the comments on my TikToks. And apparently, my first unpopular opinion uh, video got, it has been watched over 10,000 times. Cool. That is awesome. And I have over like, 1500 likes on it 1500 people agree with me that's awesome because i only have like less than 100 people listening or watching my my podcast so getting that that viewership getting that attention it's what i plan on want uh, what i plan on doing for the rest of the time i have this podcast it's what we strive for it's what everyone strives for to for a channel of entertainment of wanting to get it out there and get attention. But I ain't going to sacrifice my common sense and my validation on sports opinions just to get views. I'm not going to go out there and say, Jameis Winston is the greatest quarterback of all time, and he deserves a lot better. I'm not going to go out there and say, he should go to the Patriots, and this is why, and make up some bullshit reason as to why. It doesn't work. If I think about it, let's say like randomly, I think where's a good spot for Jameis Winston. And I think the Patriots, let's go through the Patriots. I don't think it fits because it's not the way that their system works. They don't want a guy that's a risk taker. They don't want a guy that will sacrifice a lot of turnovers for success. When Bill Belichick and that whole Patriots organization is based on, look, we need to be perfect. We need to be, precision we need to be limited on turnovers we need to limit the amount of possessions the other team has Jameis Winston just doesn't fit that he may have the arm to do it he may have the athleticism to do it but it's just not the right fit for the Patriots but if I go out there on national television or on this podcast and I say Jameis Winston should go to the Patriots because that would be a big name and that would make a lot of sense for the Patriots and that's all I say if, like, if I were you, I would say, this guy is stupid, I would I would go off. I would just never mention this again. Or never watch, listen to this podcast again. That That's the whole opposite way of looking at it. And especially for me. I want to be respected. I want to go on to bigger and better things. And I want to be... A pretty big name I want to be known in the sports journalism field for being valid for being respected for being you know opinionated but not disrespectful and not outrageous we all love Stephen A. Smith because of what he does but we don't love him for the sports takes that he has I I personally don't like his sports opinions. 
Some of them make sense. Some of them are, in his words, blasphemous. I watch Stephen A. Smith, and really I just, I see a video of him, and I love it, and I retweet it, because of his overreactions, of his reactions to Max Kellerman, or to anyone that's talking. If it's just a video of him talking about his opinion, I'm probably not going to like it. I'm, I'm probably going to disagree with it. Same thing with Max Kellerman, same thing with like Will Kane. I, especially, including Colin Cowherd, I like Colin Cowherd because I like the opinions he makes, but there are a lot of them over the years where I'm like, you are ridiculous. That is completely wrong. Or it just doesn't make sense to me. The only real guy I really agree with on every aspect of what he said is Joel Klatt. Joel Klatt's entertaining, but he's also very informative. I want to be Joel Klatt. No, Joel Klatt, I've probably said Joel Klatt on this podcast thousands of times. I'm a big fan of Joel Klatt. So, Joel Klatt, if you're listening to this, obviously you are, please come on the podcast. Please, you know, reach out to me. I want to be your protege. I want to be you. In college football, in sports in general. Be my role model. Because Joel Klatt is the perfect analyst. Now, there's some other great analysts on ESPN, too. Like Teddy Bruschi, great analyst. He played with the Patriots for pretty much his entire career. But he has no Patriots bias. That's awesome. I don't want to be known for Cowboys bias. And the people that are saying that I have Cowboys bias, if if you come from TikTok and you're watching this, listening to this, and you say, I can't agree with anything that you say because you have Cowboys bias or you're a Cowboys fan, dude, you are so, so oblivious. You are, I I can't even think of it, you are idiotic. That's ridiculous for, for you to say. Why would I be doing this? And why would I have growth on this channel if I was just so, so biased to the Cowboys? Watch any of the episodes, watch any of or listen to any of the episodes like prior to me being on YouTube that has anything to do with with the Cowboys. And every single time, yes, there are great things that I'm going to say about the Cowboys. I will say that about any team. But there are a lot of bad things that I criticize about the Dallas Cowboys. And they are fair. They are valid. So don't come on here. Don't go on my TikTok and say, bro, you're, you're so biased. Dude, I can't even agree with anything you say because you're a Cowboys fan. There's a Cowboys star on your, on your wall. How can I take you seriously? Just, ugh. Ugh. Now, now if, if you're Rex Ryan, or you're Nick Wright, and, man, I have bias, but you make a very unvalid point. You deserve to be criticized and this is the issue that i have with it and this is where i'm going to end it right here because i feel like i've been talking for a while is i'm working hard to be what i want to be and that's a very respected journalist whether it's opinionated or not i want to be a commentator one day or i want to be an analyst on espn or fox sports one but with all the stuff that's been going on with fox sports one with espn and the way that they're going about their business I'd rather just work on my own. I'd rather just build this and live off of this rather than work for the big guys. 
Because why would I want to work in an environment where a guy is calling a player a turd on national television when I can go on there and say, look, I do think that the the contract for Amari Cooper was an overpaying one. That This is the reason why I don't feel like this is the best move for the Dallas Cowboys. I will go on there and make valid points, and a lot of people that listen to this, that watch this, or new people that don't know me will say, well, he went about that the professional way. He doesn't hate Amari Cooper, but he doesn't necessarily believe that is the best move because of these reasons. And then you can go and take that information to another person who may say, Amari Cooper's trash. Amari Cooper is the worst wide receiver in the league. He's the most disappointed player in the league. You'd be like, well, no. But I do say that he's not the greatest. I do not say that he's the best in the NFL right now. He does have a lot of potential. But here are the reasons why I don't think he will ever get to that. Or I think that the Cowboys should have done something else. And that that just keeps the ball rolling and, and everyone becomes a little bit smarter. Now, if you don't agree with it, cool. But I'm not going to hit you on the head with it. I'm not going to say, you're wrong, I'm right. This is just my opinion. But I'm never going to call a guy a turd on national television. I'm never going to come out and say, well, oh, this guy's a free agent. He should go to the Cowboys. Oh, well, Cowboys should look into him. Well, aren't you just lazy with it? When I'm spending my my time and I, I have a passion for this and I want to get to that high level and I want to speak my mind and I see this and I'm influenced by this, that is horrible. No sports journalist should look into that, look at Rex Ryan or Nick Ray and say, that's who I want to be. Because then it just starts a... A domino effect of bad, bad opinions, bad professionalism in the field. And it's it's just going to continue. And that's the influence. That's what it's going to be like for the rest of time. Because that's how people think that's how you get on television. That's how you get famous. When I'm over here working hard to 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 back up my statements in the best way possible. At the end of the day, if you agree with it, cool. If you don't, cool. It's just entertainment. I just do this because I want to do this. I love doing this. And I, I feel like I'm good at it. But watching that, it, it hurts the soul. It hurts my heart. Because if that's the end goal of hearing BS like that, and knowing that just because they're on national television, they feel entitled, and even though they say the wrong thing, they're still going to be on television... And all I have to do is say sorry. I'm over here working my ass off to, to do better and to be better, to get more notice in, in the most professional way possible and, and the hardest working way I can. And all I get is maybe a few views a, an episode, a few views uh, a video. Look, I know is it's a long journey. So I'm I'm not saying that this ain't worth it at that point. If only four people are listening to this podcast, I'm going to say, well, screw this. This is, this is pointless. No. Those four people will grow into eight people. Those eight people will turn into 16 people eventually. I've been doing this thing for less than a year. And I have, what, 61 subscribers on YouTube? I consider that a win. When I reach 100, it'll be an amazing milestone for me. Because it's better than nothing. It's 
It's progress that I'm making to better my career. And I know those 100 people that are watching my YouTube channel are people that believe in me and they actually believe in what I say. I'd rather have those 100 people that believe in what I say than 10,000 people and they all hate me because I make a dumb opinion about sports. Make a dumb opinion about the Cowboys. That, that says how it is. So I know the journey is going to be long. So I'm not arguing like, well, I'm not jealous in that sense of like, why, why do they get to be on television? Well, I, I know that Rex Ryan has been in the NFL for decades, has been a coach for the Bills, for the Jets, has been coordinator for all these different teams. His father's respected. He's won a Super Bowl. His brother's also respected in the NFL. The guy knows his football stuff. But it just doesn't come out right. It just... And a lot of the opinions I have, or that he says, I don't agree with. And yet, he says turd on national television, and he says all the wrong things. And all he has to say is sorry, but even then he messes that up. And tomorrow morning he's going to be on national television again, and we're just going to move on from this. Because that's just how ESPN and Fox Sports work now. It's all about the hot takes. He'll make another hot take about it tomorrow, and he'll say it correctly, and we'll all forget about the Amari Cooper one. That, that's it. That's it. So, how, how difficult it is for a person like me to want to get to that level, but do it in a different way. I want to be a, a, an opinionated analyst, but I don't want to do it in the wrong way. So, I may not ever make it to that to that stage, to ESPN or Fox Sports, because I don't do the hot takes. I don't do the, well, let's just let's just throw it out there because that, that'll get 10,000 people to like it. I'm not going to do that. I'm never going to do that. I never want to be that. And if I am, call me out on it. My unpopular opinions and my hot takes are valid. You may not agree with every single one of them. You may not agree with any of them. But there's a reason why I say those. It's not just coming out of my ass. But everything that's coming out of their ass at ESPN and Fox, well, guess what? That won't work out for, for me. It won't work in my favor. So that's the problem I have. And that's the whole issue I had with Rex Ryan saying all those things. The Mark Cooper thing is small. Mark Cooper thing, like I agree with him in a sense, but he said it the wrong way. But this is the big issue with the the markets, the, the big platforms of sports journalism. And that's what... You should take away from this. You should really take away from that. All right. That's going to do it for this episode of the Bubble Up Sports Podcast. I hope you enjoyed. Uh, whether you're listening on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, please make sure to follow the podcast. And if you're watching on YouTube, we're on 61 subscribers right now. Our next goal is 75. If you haven't subscribed already, please do. Please do. And I hope you enjoy everything that we're putting out. There's going to be a lot more videos coming soon. And uh, we'll see you next time on the Bubble Up Sports Podcast. Hold on, tell me who's your top five quarterbacks right now, dead or alive, huh? And how much do you care about a ring if the best player got carried by the team? Mm. Now, would you lose if it been a better draft pick? And do you cuss when your team get their ass kicked? Now, do you keep it classy or you keep it ratchet for the man with the magic? Now, who is he? It's the boy, Bubba Lutz, coming through hella clutch. Flawless, can't be touched. It's the boy, Bubba Lutz. Yeah, I need that hot.